0: All bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies,
1: disasters. That's bad things.
0: Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Rachel.
1: In this is all bad things
0: welcome everybody welcome <laughs> You're and like I'm gonna word have... it mo- you're like mouthing <laughs> the words <Yes.
1: laughs> and i'm gonna have you do the social media part since oh you're so okay good i
0: gotcha follow us insta twitter facebook tiktok and twitch at all bad things pod email us all bad things pod at gmail.com join our facebook discussion group and our discord
1: do all of those things
0: <laughs> um And we're planning for a Twitch live stream ahead of time (laughs) for once. David has been um, twitching a lot.
1: (laughs) I have been twitching.
0: You're doing, you're playing through Red Dead, you say what you're doing.
1: (laughs) I'm playing the story mode of Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: So that's not like this exploratory sandbox mode, in other words, right?
1: Oh, you still can, but I'm trying to stick to uh, the plot. Yeah. Gotcha. Because there's a lot. It's a long game, so okay. it's easy to lose track of characters and what happened here and there. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to mostly, like, I'll do like some side missions and stuff when I don't stream, and like upgrading my weapons because that's kind of boring for everybody to watch. <laughs> so I'll do those things uh, while I'm I not. Gotcha. St- while I'm not streaming.
0: Gotcha. You do the boring stuff off camera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Off stream. Yes. Off stream. They, as they say. Um. Also, you can follow Sister of the Pod Sarah yes on Twitch at the Nail Files. She's yes. going to be doing Twelve Days of Christmas um, starting December Fourteenth with new nails every day. She's very into nails. Yes, she is. Finger She's nails. we specifically Yes, about. she is very good at it. Um, and that's, also that's uh, true. It could have meant
1: uh, nails like hammering a nail. Yes,
0: <laughs> which would be a weird <laughs> thing to be good at. But, um, oh, and. Plenty of people are good at it. They're, they're
1: <laughs> called carpenters. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Amongst other things, they're good at nails.
0: Um, and follow our, uh, pod friend Akshay, um, formerly of Blood on the Rocks, now a pretty dedicated streamer. Like, he does a yes. lot of Twitch streaming. His handle oops, <laughs> is Captain underscore Bear, B E A R underscore Mode. Yes. On Twitch. He's, fantastic such a nice guy we got a chance to catch up with him for the yeah, first reconnect. time in a while yeah, for, yeah yeah it was fun it was fun and then uh, sarah and i played phasmophobia with him and a friend of his i stayed in the van there you go but i got hunted by a ghost once
1: even though you were in the van? No, I stepped oh. out of
0: the van because one of the objectives was to get lower than 25% average sanity for the group. And mine was 100% because I didn't leave the van. So I had to leave the van to get hunted for like a hot second to lower my sanity. How about it that? lowered my sanity for sure. I'm sure it did. <laughs> and in real life. Yes. But we are going to stream something, Come live stream something. Yeah, we've
1: done a, we've done a... Two different award shows so far, which are music award shows. Well, which we're are fun.
0: we were um, debating over whether to do another award show or, or selling Sunset.
1: Yeah, <laughs> selling Sunset might be the way to go.
0: <laughs> selling Sunset might be one of my favorite shows of all time. Yes, <laughs> in the worst way possible. Um, I'm re 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 watching it now.
1: Of course.
0: Um, because season four came out recently, so. Yes. I've only you, seen season four once.
1: You are uh you are very vapid in your television show choice.
0: Very vapid. Very <laughs> vapid. The shallower the better. I'm gonna be all over the fucking Sex in the City reboot. That's how vapid I am.
1: <laughs> a movie or a show?
0: Show. Did you not know they're rebooting Sex in the City? No. <gasps> it's coming out next week. Um it's called And Just Like That. It's a ten episode series. Oh, I saw like a Yes. It's Ever, it's, it's the Sex in the City minus Samantha. Mm. So it just might be and the city.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 8.30. I, 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 will, I will not be watching that. Okay.
0: 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Friday, November, December 10th is what we're aiming for. Yes.
1: For the stream, <clears throat> not to watch the, the new episode. Of...
0: of Sex in the City, Now, yes. <laughs> Possibly song Sunset. We'll yeah.
1: see. We we shall see. i maybe, maybe we'll to do see. a maybe we'll do a Twitter poll.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, that that might be a, a good idea. I would love to see your reaction to Selling Sunset.
1: I already know. Like I've watched You'll like, like, a, I've, watched watch like 30 a, seconds. I've watched like I've watched like a minute of it. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I already know who these people are.
0: <laughs> yes, scripted reality is certainly a, a thing. Hmm. Um. If you're involved in the gift exchange, some gifts have already been fully exchanged. Yay yes. for early birds. I bought mine today. I'm going to send that out soon. And uh, if you have sent your um, gift, be sure to let me know so that I can let your recipient know that it's on its way. And if you've gotten your gift, let me know. So then I, I keep a little spreadsheet where I keep track of everybody. Make sure we everybody gets their gift. Now, postage and mailing is very slow right now. So. Yes, it is. We could all be in it for a while, but still. So, yeah. And I wanted to shout out a listener who sent a very lovely email that, like, on a day that was really not fun for me. And it was very uplifting. So, I just want to shout out Elle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, who is... Like, basically my age, okay. but living an alternate life. She's a stay-at-home mom of three kids under six
1: yeah.
0: living in San Francisco Ugh. or the Bay Area.
1: Well, that's that sounds nice. But that is it, cool.
0: That's yeah. very cool. Um, I cannot imagine having three children under six. No. That sounds like I would be pulling out my hair. I mm-hmm. would literally. We've yes. seen that happen yes. to people. I, <laughs> I would do that. Yes, we have. <laughs> um. But uh, but thank you very much for the lovely email. I just wanted to shout you out for
1: that. Okay. So.
0: Anyway.
1: Shall we get on it? with the, uh, I believe so.
0: <clears throat> shall we get on with the show? The show must we go shall on. We get
1: on with the show. And once again, I'll just plug our, uh, our Twitch, at baddthingpo/twitch.tv.
0: No, it's twitch.tv slash allbadthingspod. Have I
1: been putting that in wrong? Yeah. Oh, oh well.
0: Because <laughs> it's the <laughs> web address first, twitch.tv slash allbadthingspod. Yes.
1: So I've, I've been doing a lot of streaming lately, and we'll, yeah, con- yeah. We'll, we'll continue to do so.
0: You've clearly been enjoying it, and that's yes. really great. So please join me. You're <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Did you know, I so there's, you know, a delay in the comments, which yes. you can tell, right? Mm-hmm. But when I walked in the door and I commented and you responded, I, I still had my headphones in listening to your stream. Mm. And I was like, let me see how much of a la It's 30, 45 seconds. Like it's, it's that a- long. It's at least 30 seconds. Oh, okay. 20, 30 seconds, maybe. Maybe I was exaggerating a little. I'd say 20 to 30 seconds. So if it ever feels like people are way behind in their comments, it's because they are, because they're hearing you from like 30 seconds ago.
1: Interesting. So, mm-hmm. so what's you drinking tonight?
0: Oh, I'm drinking a shotgun Betty.
1: And I am having the finest Mm -hmm. national local beer on the market.
0: Have we ever said where Shotgun Betty is out of? It's Lone Rider. Probably, yeah. Lone Rider. We've probably mentioned that we've never been there.
1: I don't think we have. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway. All right. So you've teased. I have. What this is going to be. I know a tiny bit about.
1: So last week we did an episode about a very famous musician. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. One John Denver. Named
1: Johnny Denver.
0: Johnny Johnny H Denver, no uh, Henry J Deutschendorf, something like that. Yes. yes, he
1: had a really German last name.
0: Who I quickly we quickly learned, like a lot of our listeners love Johnny yeah. Denver. Yeah, <laughs> he is really fucking cool.
1: Yes, he was.
0: Uh, somebody, oh, and I'm so sorry, I can't remember who um, sent a, a a link to a video of him like, performing with Tina Turner. Nice. Like, he was just the, the boy toy in the... Like, he didn't say say or sing anything. He was just on stage picture this. Tina Turner, you know, sexy Tina Turner of the 70s, singing Hey, Big Spender, like, this very sultry little striptease sort of song, like, dancing around uh, John Denver, and he's like... Ooh, reacting. Oh, he wasn't, was like, playing
1: cute. guitar or anything? No, or he was, just... was dressed
0: in a tux. Just, like, her little prop. It was really wow. cute. Uh,
1: I'm so glad I did not grow up in the 70s <laughs> and have to watch that kind of... Because that, that was literally, like, one of four choices you would have had that night.
0: One of the things I've seen that I think just exemplifies how shit television was... I mean, it still is. We're watching Selling the Sunset, right? So, was... You know, the Brady Bunch, right?
1: Uh, not personally, of... but yeah, I, I know <laughs> of them. Long
0: ago. Um, which I think ran from like the late 60s to early 70s-ish. Well, after they went off the air, they briefly had a variety show. Like,
1: Yeah, that was like a thing back in the day. Yes, everyone had yeah. a variety show, mm-hmm. right?
0: And all I remember, because they showed like one or two of them on Nick at Night when I was growing up. All I remember is, imagine the cast of the Brady Bunch all like five years older. Than the oldest they were in the show. So and, and, they're all and, and like not, grown up-ish.
1: And not as much of a bunch. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, All dressed in like weird musical theater costumes. Yeah. Singing, baby face. Yeah, you got the cutest that's... little baby face. Yeah, it was like... so weird.
1: If you didn't have HBO back then, you probably just shot yourself in the head.
0: <laughs> was there HBO in the mid-70s? Yeah, it was. Really, when did yeah. it start? I
1: want to say like the early 70s. It was like the very first... Like cable, pay, like pay cable thing.
0: When did cable come out?
1: Uh, cable, cable, like 1980, 81.
0: Well, then how could uh paid cable have come out before? Then? Well, it was a
1: paid, um, what am I trying? Channel. To, paid channel. But I believe without it cable, first. you
0: couldn't make a paid channel.
1: Yeah, you could because we had it all the time. We didn't get cable till I was like. Well, st- you have to 11. have
0: something. I that know, connects. but
1: but we just had it <laughs> okay. before we had cable. I don't okay. I don't know okay. the inner workings.
0: Okay. There was a box involved. I remember for HBO. Not for us, no. Well, okay. Yeah. We just somebody will know and will give us the answer. Let's move on. All right. So (laughs) we covered one musician last week.
1: We did, and this was not planned to do another famous. You just got inspired. Well, this is one thing I've been uh, wanting to do for a while, Mm. and. Creeps in and out of my head, and a couple weeks ago, I was like, yes, okay, I'm doing it. Okay. Because I have not written a script in a while. No. I think most of our listeners have probably caught <laughs> on to that.
0: But we've decided that we're, we're rotating now, right? Me, you, listener script. We've decided. Me, you, listener.
1: Whether that gets executed or not, we'll see. But it's been executed so far, so.
0: <laughs> the first round. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which started last week hey, with you me. Got, you
1: gotta start somewhere. <laughs> So this, dear listeners, is about another famous musical group, not a musician per se. Mm-hmm. This is the, Meta- the Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> the Meta- Metallica. The Metallica. The Metallica tour bus crash.
0: Oh. Are you
1: aware of this at all?
0: I don't think so. I mean, there's been a lot of tour bu- tour incidents. Sure. Mostly plane crashes that I'm aware of. Um, Quite
1: a few of those. Well, we just covered one last week. Uh, Gloria
0: Estefan's bus crash is one that has oh, been requested. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot about that. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Do the conga.
1: Yeah, we're not going to do that.
0: Um, I didn't... No, I, I don't think I knew that they had a bus crash.
1: Well, let's get into it, shall we? Uh-huh. And this is going to be a little... I've written this a little differently than how we do okay. most of them, so this is mostly going to be a history of Metallica
0: <laughs> up until... The crash. Yes. Do you lead off with when it was and all?
1: Uh, I will get into that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it's, okay, you want to tell it more narratively. Yeah, we're okay. going to start with some history first, and okay. then we'll, we'll get into yeah. leading up to that incident.
0: Okay. Mm, so who is Metallica? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into that, shall
1: we? Metallica.
0: Oh, can... Whenever you get to the names of the bandmates, can I try and...
1: No, 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 no. no. I've already written that in. Okay. I will will let you... I will let you go off on that, yes. So Metallica is one of the most influential American bands of all time.
0: I thought they were Swedish.
1: They are not. Yes, I leave out the terms thrash metal and or heavy metal band as they transcended those genres of rock music and became a mainstream success all on their own.
0: You're such a fanboy.
1: Thank you. <laughs> the band was formed in 1981 in oh, Los wow. Angeles by vocalist slash rhythm guitarist James Hetfield and drummer Lar- Lars Ulrich, <laughs> or for those of you who have listened to our All Good Things episode on Napster,
0: Lars Eerson. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. The last name changes occasionally. <laughs> as
1: Rachel referred to him as. Just Lars
0: Nilsson, Lars Yersen, Lars Ulrich. <laughs> they all work. Lars Ulrich is his actual name, though, right? Yes, Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) See, I've said it wrong too many times. I don't remember what the right one is.
1: Although forming in L.A., the band has been based in the San Francisco area for the vast majority of their career. Hmm. They are also known as one of Thrash Metal's Big Four bands, which include Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax. The fast tempos interface lyrics and aggressive instrumentals remember kids for the time.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. It's
1: pretty tame now. Yeah, it is. Not Slayer. Slayer would still like hold up, yeah, blow some people's minds. Who's,
0: maybe,
1: maybe who's, Anthrax.
0: Who's the Roots? Bloody Roots. That's not.
1: You, you, that's not any of those. These bands. I, I'm just wondering who it it's, is. It's uh, that's Sepultura. Okay. Who, who was? <laughs> who was definitely in, influenced by these bands? Sepultura is a Brazilian, uh, thrash metal band.
0: What's Meshuga? Uh,
1: I'm gonna guess German, judging by the guy, the way he speaks oh, okay. on stage. Gotcha. Definitely uh, Eastern European. Okay. So, the fast tempos, in-your-face lyrics, and aggressive instrumentals would eventually catapult themselves and other heavy metal acts into the mainstream of American and worldwide rock music. The original lineup of the band consisted of Hetfield and Ulrich, who I previously named, Ron McGovney on bass guitar, whose only credits with Metallica are on their 1982 whiskey a go-go audition tape whiskey a go-go is a club club,
0: yeah in la
1: yes Mm -hmm. uh to open for the band saxon and their original demo demo tape referred to as garage days as both the audition and demo tapes were recorded in mcguffney's garage
0: um real quick saxon do you know much about them
1: i i just know the name i don't know a a ton about
0: because correct me if i'm wrong but like a lot of metal has like weirdly viking roots oh god yeah oh yeah <laughs> they're very into and, like norse things
1: <laughs> uh also that and like uh like fantasy elements yes. and yes lord of
0: the rings even yes. fucking zeppelin oh yeah. saying about gollum yes, and did. mortar so which yeah. i didn't
1: understand mm-hmm. i I just knew those lyrics
0: gollum I, and the evil i never read
1: lord of the rings oh same. and i didn't I, I didn't know what he was talking about until i saw lord of the rings and i was like wasn't that in the zeppelin song um, anyway,
0: I can't I can't do fantasy. It's a little
1: It's a little out there. <coughs> I can do some. Funny. I can't delve into it. I can mm-hmm. do a little bit here. I can I can work around the edges. <laughs> so he also performed on their second demo tape, No Life to Leather, but is not credited.
0: That's the bass player you're talking about, right? Yes, okay. Rod McGovney. McGuffney.
1: The original lineup was rounded out with lead guitarist/backup slash vocalist Dave Mustaine. McGovney left the band, the bass player, the original bass player, left the band in 1982 and was replaced by bassist Cliff Burton. Mustaine was famously kicked out of the band and was sent back to San Francisco on a bus from Rochester, New York, where the band had arrived to record their debut album, Kill em All, which was originally oh, titled... Any guesses? What Damn did?
0: the Torpedoes.
1: <laughs> Metal Up Your Ass.
0: <laughs> so he... they. They hated him so much they sent him home on a bus across the country.
1: Can you imagine taking a bus from fucking Rochester, New York to San Francisco?
0: So here's the- I have
1: taken a bus from yeah. Messina, New York to Greenville, yes. South Carolina, That's which a is long trip. which is almost exactly 1000 miles mm-hmm. if you clock it.
0: So triple that. <laughs> it took
1: me a day and a half. Like I left on a Friday, uh, on a Thursday morning, I arrived in Greenville, South Carolina the next day at like 1 or 2 in the afternoon the next day got stoned the whole trip so that was a bonus
0: <laughs> i so here's the thing i've never been on a have uh, been on a city bus right but i've never been on a long haul bus
1: it would have taken him at least like four or five days yeah. to get back I'm well guessing. and
0: the other thing so i fully understand that bus is a good form of transportation especially in terms of budget um Everything I've heard about traveling long haul by bus doesn't sound pleasant. No, I mean, That's car why trips need... are unpleasant. That's why you need
1: weed. <laughs> car helps.
0: trips are unpleasant, but then you've got a bunch of people, Yeah. too, and people are weird, always. Yeah,
1: I've got a good story about getting high behind the uh, bus station in Washington, D.C. at like 2 in the morning that I'll tell one day.
0: But <laughs> I it, don't think you've ever told me it's that. It's
1: amazing I'm still alive. <laughs> Will you tell me later? Uh, no, nah, well, maybe. I, I, like, I didn't almost die. It's just like I put myself in a situation mm. where I could have almost died and You've didn't realize it. have that a few it. times in your life. I have, yes. So, uh, Mustaine was replaced by lead guitarist, uh, backslash backup vocalist, Kirk Hammett, mm. whom the band had already hired, unbeknownst to Mustaine, before kicking him out.
0: Isn't uh, Kurt Hamill... Kirk Hammett. Wasn't... They're an uh, ice skater comic. Mark Hamill. Yes,
1: not even close to the who same Who is not person. the
0: guy from Star Wars. No. That's Mark Hamilton.
1: I, I, you, I, we're going to go on. <laughs> Wait,
0: <laughs> so, Scott Hamilton. Scott yes, Hamilton Mark is, Hamill the is
1: the ice ca- yes, skater.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I always got them confused. Okay, I'm sorry. Go
1: one on. day I'm just going to do an episode without <laughs> names. Just so it doesn't confuse you or pull us into a different direction. I'm just going to say this person, they, she, them, or they, or it.
0: The girl is very distracting and keeps yes. interrupting the yes.
1: dude. Yes, she does. Sorry. <laughs> so Mustaine would go on to form the aforementioned Megadeth.
0: Really? I didn't know that. Shortly thereafter.
1: Yeah, I've never, of the big four early thrash metal bands, the only one I've really ever been into is Metallica. Uh huh. I can do some Slayer. I can do some um, Anthrax. I can do some Megadeth, but I cannot stand his singing. His is, the,
0: is it this guy who yeah, did the Dave, singing? Yeah, Dave Mustaine. Oh. Yeah. What, what is his voice? What? It sounds like this when he's singing <laughs> the songs. And
1: I, it's just, it, it's like... Pokey almost? Not. It's just, it, it, this is early metal. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Oh, I gotcha. Like the music is fucking Great. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, listen to Holy Wars uh, out there, kids. That, that'll fucking blow your hair back. But the singing is just like... Yeah. I really I'd, hope I'd, Zach is listening to this I'd episode. rather do the, uh, I can very much handle like the, <laughs> <laughs> I can do that better than Dave Mustaine. That's just me personally.
0: <laughs> I'll have to listen to it.
1: So Hetfield, Ulrich, and Hammock, 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 <laughs> Hammett,
0: I'm wrapping off on you. Yes,
1: you are. Have been the mainstays in the band since their debut album, and they are currently on their fourth bassist, Robert Trujillo, who joined the band in 2003. Oh, so he's kind of a long timer. I wonder what might have happened to one of them.
0: Oh, foreshadowing! Why is it always the bassist? It's usually the drummer. It is usually, you know, you're right. You know what it is? It's It's usually the rhythm section. It's the rhythm section because those guys are replaceable. No, 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 those fucking divas up front.
1: (laughs) Well, those are the ones you got to keep. Lead guitars. Those are the the ones you got to keep alive. Those are the ones that you, you know, you like when they're dead. Like, legally. <laughs> those are the ones you them? revive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if the drummer and the bass that's just like, oh, well, well, we didn't get to him in time.
0: But who makes those fuckers sound good, I exactly. ask you?
1: Exactly. The drummer and the bass player.
0: Mm-hmm. Fucking thankless. <laughs> Fucking thankless.
1: So the early years of Metallica. <clears throat> so the Garage Days and No Life to Leather demos caught the attention of Megaforce Records founder Johnny Zazula, the name who signed the band and borrowed the money for the recording of their first album *Kill 'Em all when other founding record label interest metal blade records dropped out of negotiations
0: those all sound like metal um, yes they were
1: again you, you have to remember this is the early 80s like thrash metal and stuff it's not a thing yet yeah um this
0: isn't a money-making venture not
1: at all we're 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 gonna get into that a little bit so the album was released on july 25th 1983 uh Kill 'em all being their first album.
0: Wait, so Metallica's first album dropped the year before I was born. Yes it did. They Metallica's older than I am. They are. By a bit. Yes. A couple but, years. By just a little bit. Well, they 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 they're, they're
1: literally in between you and I. Smack in the middle pretty yeah. much. So Metallica's first live performance with the lineup of Hetfield, Ulrich, Burton and Hammett, in other words, the lineup that put them on the map, took place in Dover, New Jersey several months earlier in April 1983. With the aforementioned anthrax as the opening act. Really so I didn't know these...
0: Anthrax was that old. Oh yeah.
1: Well I why just do... I just talked about the big four. Yeah, but up. you
0: didn't say when they all formed.
1: This is yeah. This all is
0: of them around the same time. Pretty much. 80s. Okay. Oh yeah, pretty much. The anthrax. Why is it the guy with the funny skinny beard? Yep. Yeah. 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 Wow, I didn't know they were that with a old. The long goatee. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I... Scott
1: that's Scott Ian.
0: Okay. I thought they were more like a nineties band for some reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, not wow. At all. Not at all. Wow.
1: We're we're, we're getting a history lesson today.
0: Yeah. This, see, this is where my music history is weak.
1: Yes. <laughs> Once the 80s pick up, mm-hmm. yes. So their debut album would not initially be a success, as was the case for all, not most, thrash metal bands of that era. Because
0: well, it was all new. Exactly.
1: But through relentless touring and bootlegs of their live performances, which were copied and traded, also known as cassette tape trading,
0: Mm-hmm
1: the band quickly gained an underground following.
0: Well, so here's the irony Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: Metallica benefited. Which which we
1: brought up in our Napster episode.
0: Yeah, from bootlegging. And then years later, fucking Lars Earson would be a (laughs) fucking dipshit.
1: We're not going to get into that at all. Okay. Because there's there's no point. Well,
0: I don't like Lars Earson. Most people don't. Yes, because he was a fucking dick about Napster. Yes, he was. Clearly forgetting that his entire career was built off of fucking pirating.
1: Not the entire career. It helped. It certainly didn't hurt.
0: His career was launched. Yes.
1: Well, eh. I mean, they had to do with the touring and all that stuff. Can you uh, All I can think of is when I hear like making a copy of a copy on a cassette tape, especially mm-hmm. for a live like how terrible the audio must have been. It would have been really bad. But people are like, "Check this out." Like well, you got to hear this.
0: No one for one thing only like hi-fi nerds were even listening with headphones back in the day before the Walkman. I'm going back A, ways.
1: a little. You're going a little back back too far.
0: But still, you know, like pre-Walkman days, like if you were in the 60s or 70s oh, pre-Walkman and you were real, days
1: plenty of people had headphones that they'd just plug into their hi-fi.
0: That's what I'm saying. My oldest but sister did. That's what I'm saying. But those were the nerd. Those were the music people. Well, but you were that. I'm talking. That's late seventies, early eighties, whatever. I'm talking like the sixties and seventies. It was only the people who were super into it who even sure. had headphones, and that was just to listen to shitty music because it was yeah. mixed to listen on a fucking phonograph, you know?
1: <laughs> Essentially. Or
0: worse than a record, it was a tape. Yes, <laughs> you know,
1: a cassette tape. Yeah. So they would or go reel on Real to reel. <laughs> yeah, Oh god yeah So they would go on To promote To promote the album As opening acts For English thrash metal bands Raven and Venom That's hmm. two That's two separate bands Not By the Raven way Raven and Venom Yes It sounds like it could be Raven mm-hmm. and Venom Is a band
0: What about that's... Raven Venom
1: That's even better I like that So Raven and Venom Were up and coming English <laughs> Aren't thrash they metal are also
0: Like Marvel villains
1: Probably Venom is Yeah <laughs> Raven Raven's. probably is I'm sure Raven's In there somewhere so their under- underground success, along with opening for more established thrash metal acts, led to the recording of their second album, Ride the Lightning, which was released on July 27th, 1984, just a year and two days after they- their debut album.
0: So Spinal Tap was at least in part making fun of Metallica, no? I don't
1: think so. No? No. They were making fun of like the more pop metal, okay. which was also coming on the scene at this time.
0: But the names of those albums sound like something they would have made up.
1: Oh, sure yeah
0: shark sandwich you know. yeah <laughs> two words shit, shit sandwich, sandwich.
1: <laughs> so the album uh ride the lightning would be their second and last with label megaforce records as the record label electra would soon sign the band on the strength of ride the lightning reaching the number 100 spot on the billboard 200 album charts
0: well for being now, underground th- yeah think
1: about that for a second their album reached number 100 that's with zero radio air yeah, I mean no radio airplay. I'm sure, yeah, some college kid in Michigan, right was playing it but no like none mm-hmm. zero radio airplay which in to this, hit any to break anywhere in this time is crucial
0: yes radio is everything yes well it's starting to switch to video killed the radio star well
1: that's what i'm also going to bring up they okay. also never released a music video until 1989 really
0: yes. so they were not early adopters no well, they're kind of ugly, too, so maybe that had something
1: that to do with it. That might have.
0: I don't mean to snark on people's looks. It's just that they're successful enough that I can snark on their looks. That's what I think. So,
1: essentially, an underground album, no radio play, no music video play.
0: That's pretty impressive. Yes. Made it halfway up the Billboard 200. Yes.
1: Then um, uh, I lost my place. That okay. helps me
0: all the time. But yes. <laughs>
1: So, Electra would go on to release their subsequent six studio albums, the last of which was Saint Anger in 2003.
0: I wonder what made things go awry there. Also
1: known as their worst album by far.
0: Watch the Todd in the Shadows about Um, it. Yes. Train records. It's pretty bad. (laughs) It's epic. And that's
1: all we're going to speak of about that. (laughs) So, the band's growing success in Europe, where the band had toured extensively, was also gaining notice by their British label, Music for Nations which released the single Creeping Death as a U.S. import. <laughs> the single sold 40,000 copies in the U.K., cementing Metallica's status as an up-and-coming metal act in Europe.
0: So I wonder what that... <clears throat> because obviously the U.K. is a lot smaller in population than the U.S. I did
1: look it up. Okay. Uh, a gold record in the U.K. is 200,000 copies.
0: What is it in the States? Uh,
1: 500,000.
0: Okay, so less than half. Yeah.
1: In Canada, it's 50,000.
0: Oh, it's even less than Canada. Yes. Well, no. there's
1: a lot less people.
0: take off to the great so
1: again you have a you have a single being released a US import single
0: that's right that's what they called them back Mm -hmm. then imports
1: selling selling 40,000 copies that's
0: it's a lot. That's for, uh,
1: unbelievable for a, again a band that has no. But they're on a major label player. now, they so are. they have
0: better distribution. They are now. Yes. Yeah, I'm not knocking that they got oh, where sure. they were. No, but at this point they're gaining traction. So oh, they big have, time. They have, they have a label behind them, which yes. is a big deal back then.
1: So on the strength of that single selling forty thousand copies, Metallica would then tour as the co-headlining act for the first time in Europe with bands Wasp, other otherwise known as We Are Satanic People.
0: I didn't know that was what it stood for. I have heard of them.
1: And Armored Saint, who were also featured on the tour.
0: I haven't heard of them.
1: Metallica would then play their biggest show ever at the time, opening the Monsters of Rock Festival at Donington Park, England, on August 17th, 1985, with headlining acts Rat and Bon Jovi.
0: Oh, fuck. The go- exactly what is it, the gods of rock what no, is it called mon-
1: monsters of rock
0: monsters of rock uh,
1: people at this point know my feelings on Bon Jovi can you imagine Metallica opening for Bon Jovi <laughs> like, for what this wait
0: what year was this 85. this is 1985
1: but uh, Bon Jovi <clears throat> at this time isn't as huge as they would become yet uh, They're slits. all emerging, huh? Yes. So is Rat yeah. at the time. Rat's also becoming is that big. that with two Ts? That is. Okay.
0: Yes. This is also, you said August. Isn't that like a month after Live Aid?
1: Uh, in 85? Yeah, it would have been. So yeah. this is
0: like, I mean, music festivals have always been a thing in giant concerts, but this is like the, the 80s were like the era of, let's throw the biggest concert we can with 27 artists, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So this, that sounds like We watched like a documentary on
1: that. Yeah. Um, one of the oh
0: one of the netflix things where they did yeah
1: yeah because at this time they weren't making any money off these huge festivals they figured out a way after and now (laughs) that's kind of all you have yes our touring festivals yeah so yeah
0: well the big acts can make fill stadiums oh yeah
1: everything but so they would play to an estimated seventy thousand people
0: Uh, that's pretty good
1: the band would soon return to the United States to be featured at the Day on the Green Festival in Oakland, California, and play in front of an estimated sixty thousand fans. So again, like we've we've kind of brought this up, this is nineteen eighty five. Heavy metal music, hard or what I like to call heavy music in general, just to give it the That's fair the, the broad yeah. stroke. Because there's heavy metal, there's hard rock, there's but this is when heavy music is for the first time hitting the mainstream. Like, it did not.
0: Um, I'm going to parse that out slightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was Sabbath, there was Zeppelin. I would call but them the, heavy music. Yes, but that's like They're singular. That's okay, singular I gotcha. act. This There's is not when. movement of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This gotcha.
1: is when a bunch of acts are, gotcha. are starting to. You had uh, Quiet Riot at the time, who was the mm. first, credited as the first heavy metal act to go number one on Billboard. Okay. And what did Ki- they do? uh bang bang your head no 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 that's They're not most that's, famous song. that's Caius. uh quiet riot's most famous song is come on feel the noise come,
0: come on feel, feel the noise okay
1: one Girls, of one of their boys. my favorite song of theirs was their next single and a little less popular but i to me has like one of the best openings of a song ever the name of the song is also the name of the album called metal health
0: <laughs> it's cute <laughs> it is
1: so you got to remember that nowadays yeah. metal if, if you're 25 years old metal has just always been around you don't know a, a time well, and without. this is
0: also pre the like the full-blown advent and popularization of hip-hop
1: oh god yeah which which to me could
0: fit in heavy music
1: to me i've always thought of Especially like gangster rap, I've always thought of that as an offshoot of metal music.
0: Well, I think it fits in your broad category of heavy
1: music. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you got to remember this: this is 1985. Yeah, like I gotcha. It's not a thing. It's starting to become a thing, mm-hmm. and it it winds up. And Metallica is one of the bands that makes, makes it, it a thing, a huge thing.
0: Yeah.
1: So our next section is closing in on the mainstream. Okay. So, on March 3rd, 1986, Metallica released their third, and in my opinion, and many others' opinions, their best album.
0: Oh, 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 oh. That's not it. (laughs) It's not what it's called, but I'm I'm glitching.
1: Yes, you are. (laughs) On the name. Master of Puppets.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Not just their best album, but also widely regarded as one of the best rock albums. Again, not just heavy metal or thrash metal. Ever made. And certainly a top five metal album ever made. Hmm. If you look at any list of best or most influential heavy metal albums ever made, you will see Master of Puppets on every single list.
0: Right next to St. Anger.
1: No. <laughs> but Master of Puppets, if anybody's listening to this who has never listened or has like a bad opinion of Metallica, which I can understand some probably do. I don't think I've
0: listened do, to Master of Puppets.
1: If you're into, he- or even if, if even if you're not into heavy music, mm-hmm. do yourself a fucking favor. Go to Spotify, go to YouTube, whatever you got to do. Pull up Master of Puppets. Put your headphones on. If you smoke weed, definitely fucking smoke some weed. <laughs> it only just enhance it. You don't. Know, you do, don't.
0: Don't do hard drugs, kids. Yes. They're dangerous. Yeah,
1: mushrooms certainly. Um, <laughs> as far as listening to the album, I got you. like you don't need it.
0: Uh huh. You it, just feel it enhances. It, it. just
1: makes it better. <laughs> so, yes, listen to Master of Puppets, kids. If you have not, uh, Abby, I'm talking to you. <laughs> so, um, the album was recorded at Sweet Silence Studios in Copenhagen, Denmark. So, they... is Lars
0: Earson Dutch? He, he is, not... actually. Yes. He's he Dutch. Is. He's yes, from... he was
1: born in either Denmark or Sweden.
0: Well, that's th- not Dutch. Dutch is the Netherlands.
1: Oh, you're right. Well, whatever. So Denmark also oh, could there. be Danish or he could be I think he, he is Swedish. Danish. He's one of those. Okay. He's does of he, those.
0: Does he speak with an accent? Ex- was he born there?
1: He was born he there, but he was ex- raised in the United oh, okay. States. okay. Like his dad was like a tennis star over there or something really? like that. Yeah, something like that.
0: Huh. Lars Yersen Sr.
1: <laughs> yes. So they recorded the album at Sweet Silent Studios in Copenhagen, Denmark, where they also recorded Ride the Lightning... And the album Master of Puppets was an instant success, spending 72 weeks on the Billboard 200 album charts and peaking at number 25.
0: Wow. For um, a me- Again, for a metal album. Again, yes, these are pop charts, basically. What's, whatever's most popular. Not
1: just for a metal album. Yeah. A band that had still, mm-hmm. at this time, no Weird. radio play. 86.
0: 86.
1: No radio airplay, no uh-huh. music videos. Uh-huh. Nothing. They're just out there
0: mm-hmm. and
1: having this success. Yeah,
0: that's true. They're not even getting like MTV traction.
1: Nope. Nothing. Wow. Yeah, you know, I mean, people knew of them because mm-hmm. of how the music was. They toured all the time. Like, I'll get into how how this happens later when when they really break the mainstream. So, if you in 1986, if you wanted to hear Metallica, you either had to go to one of their live shows or buy one of their albums. Yeah. Or have one of your older cousins introduce you to them. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Uh, no, it was, that was Richard, it no, was it Ray. Was, it was Michael. It was oh, Michael, it was Michael okay.
1: and Ray and Richard. It was kind of the three of them. Yeah. Introduced me to heavy metal when it was uh, considered, like, uh, devil music. <laughs> which it very much <laughs> this was. This is mid-Satanic the... Panic. Oh, yeah. So yeah. And Metallica was caught up in that whole thing, too. Mm-hmm.
0: If you want a deep background on the Satanic Panic, listen to You're Wrong About. The podcast. Yeah, and
1: uh, we've got to do that one of these days, too. You
0: know, I, I don't it's, feel like it fits. I
1: kind of do. I, I mean, I we yeah. did
0: the Purity Panic, mm. but the Satanic Panic has been done and covered by That's people true. who know a lot more about it than we do. And as our right actual, it. like, researchers yes. and journalists. not Yes.
1: Not just part-time people like us.
0: Yep. I can so, talk about taxes. That's what I know. <laughs> That's yes. about it. And Music, music. Music.
1: So, yeah, if you didn't go to a live show or you didn't own one of their albums. You're not hearing them on the radio. You didn't hear them or hear of them. They just.
0: They're not getting covered in the media either. Not um, at all. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Unless it's like within the context of the Satanic Panic. Exactly. They were listening to Metallica. Yes, they
1: were. And Sthaia and Anthrax. <laughs> and
0: having sex.
1: Yes, they were. So Master of Puppets has since gone on to sell six million plus copies oh, in wow. just the United States alone.
0: So, what um, is that like multi platinum or something? That's, what, six, that that's six times platinum. Six times platinum. Yes. Sextuple platinum.
1: Yes. So, the band immediately, as they always have and always will, hit the road to support the album, beginning with a U.S. tour to support some guy named Ozzy Osbourne. Huh. Never heard of him. And this <laughs> I wonder, is like, wonder what became of him.
0: This is post Sabbath Ozzy too. This and this is, is also This is
1: also when Ozzy is blowing up.
0: The Blizzard of Oz days.
1: Uh Blizzard of Oz was in eighty one. That's, what, oh, was, that's oh. what Crazy Train was on. Oh, I was but way this, off that's But this is early. when Ozzy is becoming not just the, the former singer of Black, he's becoming his own artist. Yep. Osborne, mm-hmm. The the godfather of what did they call the archangel of metal? The godfather of metal? Something like that. Mm. But yeah, so them opening up for Ozzy. And I've seen That's interviews with Ozzy about this. Mm-hmm. Ozzy, after I think about a dozen shows, decided to have somebody else up for open up for uh-huh. him because they were too good. They
0: were, they were showing him up. Yes. Yeah. And
1: he, he was like, he was like, he's like, ever know that? He's like, they gave me a run for my money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, at this point, Ozzy would have been like mi- approaching middle aged-ish
1: yeah he probably would have been as like his mid 30s probably and
0: these are like a bunch of young guys yeah these guys with are all some like energy 23
1: 24 years old with
0: even more energy than his music which his solo stuff had some energy but still yeah
1: yeah and and again like listen to Ozzy's 80s stuff back then it was literally considered like
0: so heavy and
1: yeah. like it, again satanic and he's and and now it's literally in commercials you hear you hear a fucking crazy train in a car commercial yes.
0: Well, I think it's hilarious that, like, clearly anyone who thought he was possessed, or, or speaking of the devil, clearly never listened to they never listened lyrics. They never listened to the lyrics, no. He was a fucking hippie. Yes.
1: <laughs> Even though he hates hippies on the record, but yes. If you listen to the lyrics of Crazy Train, it's a song about coming together and being peace. It's peaceful. about world
0: peace, yes. literally. Even, oh yeah, well his, like his. Sabbath stuff was, like, oh, basically gotcha. anti-war. anti-war. <laughs> oh, big time. Fairies
1: wear boots. I'm like, yeah, listen to that one.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: So shortly after the U.S. leg of their supporting tour with Ozzy ended, they embarked on a headlining tour in Europe named Damage Incorporated, which was also a song off of Master of Puppets. Great song. Okay. The whole fucking album. Um, the band would play sold-out show after sold-out show after sold-out show in the U.K., until a fateful morning on September 27th, <gasps> 1986, oh. near Dorarp, Sweden.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> we were just having fun talking about music. Now, fun's, now the fun's fun,
1: over. The fun is over.
0: Wow. The fun is over.
1: So, Cliff Burton.
0: Is it, he's the bass player. Yeah, that's right.
1: Clifford Lee Burton was born on February 10th, 1962, and passed away on September 27, 1986, at the age of just 24 years
0: old. he was young.
1: He joined the band Metallica in 1982, and remained with the band until his death in 1986. He performed bass guitar for the band on their first three albums, along with touring with the band, and also received a posthumous writing credit for the song, aptly titled... To live is to die on Metallica's oh. fourth album, Injustice for All.
0: Is he a good bass player? Oh,
1: fantastic. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get into okay. that. Okay. He was born in Castro Valley, California, as the youngest of three siblings. He was introduced to classical music by his father and as a mm. young boy began, began taking piano lessons. Huh? At the age of 13, he lost his older brother, Ray, to a brain hemorrhage.
0: Oh, God.
1: And began playing the bass guitar as his musical interests had shifted to rock and country music. His parents quoted him as saying, quote, I'm going to be the best bassist for my brother. Aw,
0: that's sweet. Was pra- it, I wonder if his brother was a musician, too.
1: It didn't say. Like, yeah. It doesn't really go into it that, Aww, that I saw. that's sweet. So he practiced up to six hours a day. Oh, God. Allegedly also doing so when he was in Metallica. How? And, and credits Geddy Lee, Geezer ah. Butler, and Lemmy Kilmuster as his major musical influences on his bass playing style. So Geddy nice. Lee of Rush... Geezer Butler of Black Sabbath uh-huh. and Lemmy Kilmister of um
0: I don't know who he's from. Uh Motorhead. Oh, okay. Oh Le- Lemmy. Yeah, Lemmy. Lemmy. Yeah. I thought you said Lenny. I didn't know his oh, last okay. name yeah. either. <laughs> Lemmy. I also didn't know Lemmy was the bass player. Yeah. Was he the that? singer?
1: Yes. Singer oh, I player. didn't know that. Yeah, really?
0: I didn't know that. No. no, I knew Lemmy of Motorhead, but I didn't know he was the bass player. That's mm-hmm. funny. Geddy Lee. Fuck yeah. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Any bass player who doesn't look up to Geddy Lee is a yeah. poor bass player, I'll tell you that.
1: So, so his bass playing influence is from Rush, Black Sabbath, and Motorhead.
0: Nice. That's good. Nice mix. Well, I like the Rush in there to sort of mix it up a little. hmm
1: so in 1982, while playing a show with his band Trauma, this is Cliff Burton's band Trauma, <laughs> uh-huh. at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. which we mentioned before, mm-hmm. Burton was recruited by James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich of Metallica, who were in attendance and had played that same venue earlier in the year.
0: They're like, so we sent our bass player home from Rochester on a bus. No,
1: they're oh. which, which, ha- oh, okay. which, which which has <laughs> not <mind>. happened yet.
0: <laughs> Never mind. I was like, that, that'll that be a way to get, like, really, your bass player's never coming back. But what happened to their bass player at this point? Well, we're about oh, to get okay, into that.
1: Okay. So they were there to recruit a new guitar player as the band were having issues with lead guitarist Dave Mustaine, who uh-huh, they would right. eventually fire the, and send back home mm-hmm. on a bus, which I'm sure took six days or a week. So when Hetfield realized that a guitar solo he heard was actually a bass solo by Burton, Mm -hmm. he immediately recruited him to join the band to replace recently departed bass player Ron McGovney. Ron McGovney just quit. He was just like...
0: You know, early days in a band are rough days. Of course. And you don't know if you're going to break. I mean, then you feel like the idiot who left, if you do, but and they do break, but the chances of that happening are are
1: Slim and none. I remember uh, on the Foo Fighters documentary... Where he was talking about the lineup changes they made between the first and second, he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, normally all that stuff happens way before you've ever even heard of the band. Yes. He's like, yeah. He's like, and it's happening like out in the open. Well,
0: that's the irony is that like anybody like Grohl had cred.
1: Oh yeah.
0: He you know from Nirvana, but so
1: he had cred as a drummer. He didn't have cred as a singer songwriter yet.
0: And you know what else is uh, Grohl's kind of a controlling genius of so of so he's gonna be hard to work under i'm yeah. shocked that his drummer has stuck with him as long as he has because he, wasn't he the one who was completely like had all his parts replaced
1: no no no. that was the that was previous that was the drummer that's why
0: he's not with, that's why he's not with the band anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh, that's the, a dick dr- move drum- that's a dick move it is i like dave Grohl, but that's a dick move it i is. think he's got a good slice of dickishness in he's
1: him. he's at least admitted it he that, has that, that he that regrets doing it.
0: Well, and he's clear that that's who he is. So. Yeah.
1: So Burton, uh Cliff Burton agreed to be the bass player in Metallica as he thought his band Trauma was getting quote unquote too commercial. <laughs>
0: trauma is Which too commercial. which at the
1: time for a metal band probably meant they were playing shows in front of a hundred people. <laughs> they're like they're like, guys, this is just this is getting It's like too... the
0: new punk scene, this isn't is getting...
1: it? Well, here's the and that's the other thing I wanted to mention that I kind of forgot. Metallica's very first album, Kill 'Em All. You could make the case that that's a hardcore punk record, mm. not necessarily a thrash, like There's hard, some
0: fine lines to be drawn And there's in there. there's
1: mixing in between the two. Uh-huh. Um you can very much say that the hardcore punk scene which mm-hmm. never went anywhere commercially spliced off into it didn't.
0: No, not at the time at all. No. It got admired years later. Yes. But and still, looked up to years later. But, but you're you're right. Yeah. Mhm.
1: To me, I think it kind of branched off into thrash metal, which It evolved. Which maybe, initially yeah. didn't do anything either commercially, uh-huh. but over time, you know, the the kids wanted to fucking rock. They wanted <laughs> to fucking headbang. And I was one of those kids. So um yeah, so they were playing shows and probably in front of a hundred pews like right. yeah, this is just getting too big.
0: Guys, yeah, you're just we're, you're we're, just selling we're out. we are selling out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so he left- there's Wait.
1: there's three girls in the audience.
0: So like, he, left, a- he left a band called Trauma that no one will ever remember no, because it was too commercial, too commercial. to join Metallica,
1: <laughs> which at the time was just getting started. That's the irony. I know that is the funny part. So uh, Burton placed ninth in a Rolling Stone readers poll in 2011, recognizing the greatest bass players of huh. all time. He was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall oh. of Fame as a member of Metallica in 2009. So, like, like to me, I'm just going to, I'm also going to suggest, uh, number one, listen to Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. Number two, look up their live performance, I believe, anyway, look up their live performance of Master of Puppets. Cliff Burton starts it out, or, I'm sorry, For Whom the Bell Tools. Oh, okay. Cliff Burton starts it out with, like, A bit of a bass solo that is just fucking. This is 1986. Yeah. You don't hear bass players today do that kind of shit. You certainly didn't hear them do that back then.
0: Bass shit is a hard sell. Like you gotta you gotta offer something. Yes. To make it. He was
1: just in another fucking realm of.
0: I have a question though.
1: Yes, go ahead.
0: Is he a guitarist who plays bass?
1: No, I think he's a straight up bass. But But what I'm
0: saying is, is he playing a guitar solo on the bass guitar?
1: Maybe, and I know you don't love that. No, it's not
0: that I don't love that, and I think that's fine. I think it's its own art, right? Yes. I think it is separate from bass playing. People tell me all the time, or have told me all the time, like, you must love Victor Wooten. I'm like, okay, here's the thing about Victor Wooten. Who? What? Famous, like, jazz bassist. Oh, yeah, that one. Goodness. (laughs) He is a brilliant musician, and he is excellent at playing the bass guitar he plays and the things that the people are citing are guitar solos played on bass now not literally not like you're playing you can't play the exact mechanics and 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 the timbre is completely different but i would liken more a getty lee as a brilliant bass player in that he's doing some really cool shit Mm mm-hmm but he's not stepping outside. He's got a lead guitarist, right? Like, there's Alex Lifeson over there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play the bass. I'm going to play it There's really Lars cool. Yerson.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: going to play it real cool. I'm going to do, do a damn good job. But it has long been my philosophy mm-hmm. for, like, literally the... Oh, my God. I've been playing bass since 2007.
1: So for 14 years. 14
0: years. years. <laughs> trying to do maths. Um, 14 years has been my opinion that the purpose of the base, except for maybe some fleeting moments that we get, is a fucking thankless place. Which is to say, it is our job to lay the foundation, make everybody else sound good. We are the ones who make everybody else sound fantastic. That is my opinion. So when somebody's playing like this big, well, I'll, I'll show flashy you. flashy thing. I'll it's show like, you that's
1: the cool. I'll show you the live performance, and you tell me if you think it's a guitar solo on a bass or okay. a bassist playing a All bass right. solo. I'm sure it's to,
0: very cool to
1: me. I I think he was a guy. He just looked at the bass guitars like. I'm gonna do something different with
0: this. Well, and if just he was a, just
1: just like Tom Morello looked at the regular guitar, yeah, and was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna do something different with this. That's well, and never if he was a,
0: if he started out in classical music, that really influences people too, um, and in, in a very different way.
1: And you gotta remember, like, there's a whole lineup of famous bass players that a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. This is a Rolling Stone readers poll in 2011. At this point he's been dead for 25 yeah, years. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And he, and he had such cred that he faces he Getty places in the one, top right? 10. I don't know. Oh. I'm guessing he was also in the top he's 10. He's got to be. But that's how much Oh,
0: John Entwistle. There you go. There is another bass player <laughs> who plays the bass but ridiculously well. Yes. He actually he actually plays lead bass, okay. but it's still bass. It's not guitar on bass. Okay. I have strong opinions about music. Yes, today, you do. <laughs> i've been doing it for 25 years so i might have an opinion or two
1: so that was a little brief history that's there's not a ton of history on On him yeah because i mean he was so young and it's at a time where there's i Mm -hmm. mean there's not a whole lot of media in general Mm -hmm. so but i did want to go into his backstory a little bit just to get to know him a little bit
0: you want to you want us to start liking him so then we'll feel really sad
1: well now we are on to the actual bus crash Hmm. So, by September 1986, Metallica was on top of the heavy metal world. They had achieved their commercial breakthrough with their third album and first on a major label, Master of Puppets, and were either headlining or supporting sold-out shows in the United States and all throughout Europe. The group had cemented their position as kings of the thrash metal world with the release and touring of Master of Puppets, 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 which heavily featured Cliff Burton's signature melodic playing style, which was also a big reason for the album's success, in my opinion, hmm. and I think it was.
0: Maybe he was more of an end whistle. I'll leave my, I'll leave my,
1: yeah.
0: my judgments aside a little bit.
1: However, on the night of September 26, 1986, Metallica was traveling from Stockholm, Sweden, to their next show the following day in Copenhagen, Denmark.
0: This is September, so it's not quite like.
1: Well, we're going to get into that. Nordic
0: snow season. We're we're going to get into that.
1: Supporting act Anthrax, once again, headed out out to the next show in Copenhagen when their set was done to get ahead of the weather, as Anthrax guitarist Scott Ian recalled. Okay. The members of Metallica had been complaining about the uncomfortable sleeping arrangements in their bus for the entire tour. Mm -hmm. The four members decided to draw cards with the person with the highest playing card getting first pick of where to sleep.
0: Oh, God.
1: Burton drew an ace of spades, and as guitarist Kirk Hammett recalled, Burton immediately said to him, quote, I want your bunk, unquote. Oh, wow. With Hammett replying, quote, fine, take my bunk, I'll sleep up front, it's probably better anyway, unquote.
0: Oh, no. This is like a fucking um, Day the Music Died story with the coin flip. It's
1: the exact same thing. Oh, my God. Except the guy that lost the coin flip was not in the plane.
0: Right. So he actually won that. Yes gamble
1: so in the early morning hours the following day just before 7 a.m the band members were awakened when the bus began to careen from side to side the bus suddenly left the road and flipped over on its side throwing burton who had been sleeping in the preferred top bunk through the window (gasps) as the bus came down on top of
0: oh my god
1: attempts were made to rescue him from the underneath bus by lifting it with a crane when rescue services arrived but the crane slipped, and the oh bus came down on him a <gasps> second time.
0: Oh my god. Wait, did he die the first time? We're oh gonna get Oh, no. That. Band
1: members and onlookers gave different accounts of whether Burton died upon the initial oh rollover god. of the bus or when the bus came oh down on him a second time.
0: God. It has
1: never been confirmed when he actually became deceased.
0: You know what? Good, because whoever was operating that crane doesn't need that on their conscience. Because that's just, that's just a... Vi- well, all of this is just unfortunate accident shit. Well, I mean, I'm imagining you'll get into the cause. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but at any rate, like, if you're trying to rescue somebody, but something bad happens during the rescue, that's just, like, fucking...
1: It's just, just, it just, just, bad, just bad luck, right?
0: Like, not anybody doing anything wrong. But that would still be really horrible. Yes. So, everyone else was fine?
1: Well relatively, relatively speak- speaking they were alive okay. everyone yeah. else was alive
0: and moving yes. mobile yes because they, they're it probably because like they're in they're... shock well yeah yeah okay.
1: and i meant to pull it, pull up on your phone there because okay. i meant to print a picture of the what's left of the bus is not much Oh god! so it was amazing and that anybody survived much less so everybody like, except for one person
0: like a bus crash mm-hmm. and that'll pull it up yeah i that's funny that there's pictures that far back
1: yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they were a famous Ooh, band in Europe. Oh my on, god! Yeah, there's hardly anything
0: it's left of it. It's gutted. It looks yeah. like it's been through a fire. Yeah, there you can see the wires from the inside.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's just from holy
0: shit
1: being rolled over. So Cliff oh, Burton, Jesus
0: Christ. Okay, don't. Um, for the record, don't look up Metallica bus crash on Google Images because, like, a few images pretty down. Bad. No, no, no there's it just must have been a keyword thing a few images down there's like a person a a picture of a dead person from a completely unrelated situation okay so just don't look that up but we'll we'll try and i'll try i had all these pictures of john denver that i never posted okay anyway i'll try and remember to post them
1: so cliff burton would die at the scene Again, at the age of 24. Oh,
0: God. That's awful. And not even, like, if his parents are back in California and he's all the way in Sweden.
1: And they had already lost a child.
0: Yeah. Ugh. That's... I feel so bad for people who have lost more than one kid. Because that's just... well. It, lost a kid. I know. I know. That was, like, sounded really like terrible. The, the first
1: kid, whatever. <laughs> fuck you. You know,
0: we've got a spare. <laughs> if you lose
1: multiple ones, I guess I feel some sort of...
0: That's dark humor, friends. Yes. We are not mocking people who have lost children. That's awful. And losing more than one would just be like fucking hell. I hope his parents were okay. Yes. And like not got over it, but were able to sort of proceed. Yeah. Ugh,
1: so again, um, like there's not this is 1986. Yeah. This is happening in Europe. And they're there's not, not a...
0: as popular as they'll get.
1: Uh, true. Yes. They are. They are on their way. Yeah. Um, so the investigation, and again, there's not a whole lot of inform- information on this, because again, yeah. it's Sweden in 1986. Yeah, fair. Um, so the driver of the tour bus claimed that he had hit a patch of black ice, which caused him to lose control of the vehicle completely. For anybody that does not know what black ice Ugh. is...
0: It's my it's my nightmare.
1: Black ice is essentially, like, you cannot tell that it's there because it mixes Blends in so in. E- evenly, like, with the with the pavement. And because it's just, dark, usually, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't,
0: can't see. You, you really can't, anticipate can't see
1: it. it. And anybody who's driven a car when you hit ice, it's not fun.
0: Well, and like it's not fun hitting a patch of ice that you don't expect in a car, let alone a top-heavy bus. Yep. So if he was swerving, that kind of sounds consistent. Well, I
1: think he. Well, we're gonna get into that. Oh,
0: okay. Okay.
1: So. Lead singer James Hetfield recalled walking up and down the road in nothing more than a t-shirt and his underwear
0: they were after the
1: crash, looking for black ice and not finding any.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Investigators on the scene were any- unable to find any patches of black ice either. Furthermore, the temperature at the time of the accident was multiple degrees above freezing, well... therefore making the claim of hitting black ice highly unlikely.
0: Okay.
1: The members of the band accused the driver of being drunk and or falling asleep... But he was cleared by investigators of any wrongdoing.
0: You know, there's a thousand and one things that can make you swerve on the road, Mm -hmm. thinking of it. And the fact that he was cleared by investigators, at the very least, I would think, would mean he wasn't drunk.
1: Probably. But then again, we're talking 1986. 1986 drunk in the United States driving is still kind of, it's like, yeah, it's not great, but...
0: Yeah, it wasn't You're outlawed not... until like very.
1: No, it's starting to. It's starting me, like, to at that time. You but... no,
0: I know, I know. Then, but like, it took till like the '70s or '80s for it to be. Oh, outlawed. for it to, yeah, yeah, for it
1: to become a problem. It's yeah. Like, uh, like, well, it's because you had Vietnam vets coming home with yeah. all sorts of trauma, yeah. and like, oh, let me drink uh, twenty nine beers and <sighs> go for a ride.
0: You know that's hard because it's like on the one hand, like if somebody dies at the fault of another person, like it's important for that to be found out. And then, I don't, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if it's always, quote, justice for them to serve a sentence or whatever. But at least it's, you know, it's Shit, I consequences. Remember, but. I
1: remember even at this time, like, my dad's friends telling me, like, like yeah, if you got pulled over drunk driving at this time, like, the cop would just follow you home. Right. Or just, just, dr- sure you or just drive anybody. you home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they wouldn't fucking arrest you.
0: Well, but, but then also, like... Like, it's... Uh, this guy's gonna live the... Haunted the rest of his life anyway. Oh, so, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Ugh.
1: So, a month after the accident, Cliff Burton was replaced by bassist Jason Newton. Oh! <laughs> Jason Newstead.
0: <laughs> who remained with the band. We won't give him...
1: Yeah, anyway.
0: <laughs> He doesn't
1: listen anyway. Okay. So, he was replaced by bassist Jason Newstead, who remained with the band until 2001. He was their third bass player out of
0: okay. four. And that's when the, the last guy mm-hmm. who was still with them took over. Okay.
1: And that, my friends, oh. was the Metallica tour bus crash.
0: Wow. That's sad. That's
1: yeah, sad I mean there sad. there was not as much information on it as I wanted it to be, which is why we I gotcha. kind of made it more heavy on the
0: On the heavy metal.
1: Heavy on the heavy metal. And about the up. The up-and-coming part of Metallic Because yeah. the whole reason this bus crash happens is because they are a huge act in Europe. They're
0: they're building their brand. Yes. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, this was also the first tour where they had their own bus on top of that.
0: Well, and this is 35 years ago. Yes. They're still extremely popular.
1: Yes. They're not relevant anymore. They're but... not
0: particularly relevant. You're no. right. They're, they're um, popular in the way of, like, the, the um, emeritus... Yes, you know, like the figureheads of rock. They have
1: they have kinda. a they have a significant place in in rock music history.
0: Their fan base is aging. Oh yeah, and younger people I appreciate go, them. I went to go
1: see them two years ago. Finally, for the first time, they uh-huh. pl- they played here, and the audience was um,
0: your age or skewed older. Skewed <laughs> older.
1: I mean, well, there are, there were plenty of young people there too. Well, they're all
0: sixty now. Yes, they are. So,
1: like exactly sixty. Yeah. They're all, like, like three they were years all, younger than my parents. They were all born in, like, 61, 62. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's it's hilarious that, like, well, not hilarious. No, no, that's the wrong word. It's weird that that happened, and I had never heard of it. And I'm imagining a lot of people my age are, of course, younger. Never heard of that. That's that's another like, oh, reason. oh, yeah, that- I know Metallica. Did you know that their bassist was killed in a bus crash on tour? What? Um,
1: nope. Yeah. Most people don't.
0: hmm
1: You know, I mean that that's something I've known for a long time. Wow. Um, like when I first started listening to them, I was like whenever I bought albums back in the day or CDs, like I read, read all the liner, liner notes, notes and who was in the band and all that and I was like
0: Oh, so nerdy.
1: Cliff Burton, Jason Newstead. Well, what
0: happened? It's like there? what happened to the mm-hmm. other? they
1: must have fired like oh no, right. like so I've I'd known that that had happened like since mm. I first started listening to them when I was like a little kid. Mm. Um but it's not something that, because again, at that time, mm-hmm. they were not, they were just becoming a big band. And yeah. when they released the Black Album, which was their fifth album, that was what their- year was that? 1991. Oh, okay. That album came out like exactly 30 years and like a couple of months ago.
0: Wow. My <laughs> Jesus Christ. Again,
1: I remember when that album came that out. That
0: album's old enough to have children of its own. It is. Um, but,
1: but But when that album came out, that was when they went huge- and I remember that was Sandman. That was yes, and Sandman. Sandman. Yeah. And I remember when they were on the cover of Rolling Stone. This,
0: that is a great fucking song.
1: Yes, it is. Um, and the the title of like the the cover title said they didn't go mainstream. The mainstream came to them, huh. which is absolutely fucking true. Yeah. They well, they was... gained they gained popularity again. No radio play, even when "And Justice" came out, "And Justice for All" came out. Which, that was four. Yes, yeah, so that was their fourth album. That was the first time they released a the music video. 88. Yeah. Um, but it was the first time they were released a the music video for the song One. That video went fucking huge. Huh. Because part of it was because people already knew Metallica. I already knew Metallica. And it was like, they finally released a music video. Uh, and uh-huh. like... and like,
0: So that bolstered the popularity. Oh, God, people yeah. People were ready for it. And, then,
1: and so that was kind of the... So you had Catalyst. master, yes. So you had master puppets blew up just on its own, and mm-hmm. Justice for All w- was just as big, if not bigger. Is that they, right? They fucking yes, it, it is <laughs> one of the greatest opening tracks on an album ever. Um, and then they released that music video for one, which. Got their status, and then when Enter Sandman came out, it was just like that. It's, got radio like, play. Yes, it was like it was, fucking, like, it was yeah. like it's fucking over.
0: Well, and it was it was the and and maybe they were part of the catalyst of it, the right moment because then the grunge scene moved yes. in, which borrowed heavily from metal. Oh God, yeah,
1: they were all influenced by seventies mm-hmm. um, punk, eighties mm-hmm. thrash metal stuff like that. I yeah. mean, it was all yeah. So it was a uh, you know. Like I don't know, heavy metal music doesn't exist in the same way as when I grew up, which is fine. But now it's just like it's shit that I just can't handle. They went way too far. <laughs> it's just like it's just like I never hated my parents this much.
0: Well, genres have just genrefied. Like, yeah, there are massively. no there are
1: no fucking genres anymore. Well, I, you know it, what? Music there's is a, music.
0: There's a, a an episode of Factually with Adam over that. It dresses exactly that. It'd be yeah. interesting to listen to. So I'm pretty shocked that nobody else got hurt in that bus crash. I will say that
1: too. They did, but nothing serious. I, I guess that's yeah. what I
0: mean. It sounds kind of like a freakish accident, almost like that. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong that's time. That's exactly what it was. That's awful. So that was the story of the Metallica tour bus crash. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week. Rock on.